Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is episode 31. Electronically, we are more connected than ever. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. There are no shortages of social sites for us to promote our interest. But what about true connections? You know, the type where you're having eyeball to eyeball conversations about your future or where you want to take your work. What about connecting with others on a project that raises your profile as a trusted member of the community to move your business forward? My guest today leads an organization in Venice that allows you to do these things and much, much more. Hi, I'm Bob Williams. And you know what? I really do believe it's essential to hear each other's stories. To me, it's what really makes a community feel like home. In fact, that's why I started this podcast. It's completely dedicated to helping people just like you get connected a little deeper with our neighbors in the greater Sarasota area. I do my best to bring you some of the most interesting business leaders, civic leaders, artists, and authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in our town. I'm very pleased today to introduce Kathy Lerner, CEO, President of the Venice Chamber of Commerce. While Kathy has a rich and diverse background in business, her love for the Venice Chamber began as a member business. Four years after taking the reins, she is leading this essential business connector to new heights. In this episode, you'll learn what's one thing most people don't know about Kathy, why she chose the Chamber of Commerce as a career option, misconceptions non-members may have about joining the Venice Chamber, why some businesses get great returns on their membership investment and while others do not. The new leadership collaboration with Venice High School. Why you should consider joining and much, much more. I'm so glad you joined us today and it is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Kathy Lehner, CEO, President of the Venice Chamber of Commerce. It is a pleasure to have you on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, I was looking forward uh, to getting you on because, as I mentioned, I've been a member of the Sarasota Chamber for a while. And mm-hmm. so I am looking forward to finding out a little bit more about how y'all do it down south a little bit from Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so there's a difference. It's so funny. <laughs> 
Well, they're, they're two different towns. There's a different vibe and there's uh, different organizations and businesses and whatnot. And uh, there's a lot of overlap. And so it would be interesting to get into this. But one of the things I like to ask my guests right up front is what is one thing that most people don't know about you? One thing might be that I was born and raised in the Bronx. So sometimes it comes out. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it depends on if you make me mad or not, or if I'm talking faster. <laughs> it can totally come out. Um, yeah. Not that there that's anything wrong with that. I we moved out of the Bronx when I was 13, when things were going a little, getting a little rough there. Mm. It was time to move out. Um, but another fun thing is I, for many years, played my guitar and sang in church. Oh, well, good. Good for you. Do you still play your guitar and sing? Not enough. I'll sing to anything. You might not want to hear me, (laughs) but I haven't played guitar in a while. I do miss that. I do. It's still sitting in that, in my office at home and but I don't have the callus anymore, so I have to work on that. Right. Well, my son-in-law does the same thing for his church in Texas, so uh, he enjoys that immensely. So, well, let's talk a little bit uh, about you and how you ended up at the chamber because you were in real estate for quite some time, like 20-plus years here in the uh, Sarasota area, correct? Yes, in the uh, Venice area. In the Venice yeah, area. Sarasota County. I was, I was a realtor for 25 years. I was a broker for about five years of that. And, you know, Chamber World doesn't always just call you in, but this was definitely kind of a calling. The Venice Area Chamber of Commerce lost its president, CEO, John Ryan. They had, he was here for over 20 years. Um, I worked with John closely through my relationship coming through the chamber as a member onto the board, um, being chair of the board in 05. And then when he passed away, it was kind of like a little pull to me, like, you need to get in there, you know, because mm. we don't want them. We don't, I didn't want someone coming from somewhere that didn't get Venice. It's very unique. It, it's very um, a sweet little town that people love and it's hard to adapt sometimes. Yes. And I had a few fingers pointing to me, like, you should do this, you should do this. And I'm thinking, I'm really happy in real estate. Am I really going to, you know, go to a full-time job where real estate, not that real estate's not full-time, Sure. But it's so flexible. My husband's retired, but, but I um, put my hat in the ring and they picked me. Well, that's great. I, I have to ask you this question. This just popped into my head when we were talking about real estate, which was, as you see, there's some realtors that have been in this business for a long time. And now those that have were really kind of ingrained in the community, a lot of them are doing quite well in this uh, this flood of Yankees coming down here. So do you kind of like kick yourself for saying, if I wish it would hold on for a few more years? Oh, there are some days when it's rough <laughs> around here that I think, you know, I could have sold a house and made my yes. salary in a day. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know, well, it's a passion here. So it just is something I've always loved. That's why I was involved with the chamber for 25, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And so I've, I've always been a big, big fan of the chamber. And I think the size of these communities we live in is so much easier if you make the effort 
as a business person or philanthropist, or if you are looking to get connected, I think these size organizations make it a whole lot easier than say where I was from, which is the Cincinnati area, or I've heard of Tampa and whatnot. And it's just, it's just a different vibe. It's just a different uh, environment. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about the chamber itself. Tell us about the chamber and how you guys are, how you feel like you're different. How are we different? Well, I could tell you our makeup is what's written in our bylaws, our so-called territory. We cover from River Road north and to like Blackburn Point Road and west to the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. It's about 80 square miles and that covers a lot of zip codes. We do have currently just under a thousand chamber members, which have a reach of over 35,000 employees. And it all depends on how folks want to get involved. I grew three different businesses being involved in the chamber. Oh, wow. Yeah, When I first came here, I didn't even know what a chamber of commerce was. I was in a class at SCTI. It's so funny with Andy Fox. And remember him saying, you need to go open your own business. So I did. I bought a former maid service and expanded that because I bought it what was in Port Charlotte. And I lived in Venice. So I joined the Venice Chamber, but then I belonged to the Inglewood, the Northport, and the Port Charlotte Chamber. So four different chambers. I found out what Chamber World was all about. Yes. But it was those connections. So that was my cho- my point of joining a chamber. There's several different types of members that want to belong to a chamber. I needed that networking experience. I needed to make those connections for someone else to know of me. So if someone brought up needing cleaning, they would think of me top of mind. Um, It was just, there's other types of folks that want to join. I I remember one of my first experiences here when I, again, I walked in, joined, next thing I know I'm on a committee and then boom, I'm the chair of a committee. So I get to spend time with one of the, at that time, the, the board of directors had vice presidents of different divisions of the chamber. And I was, I got the pleasure of spending a full day with C.J. Fishman. Now, Fishman and Associates is his company, and it's a commercial kitchen is what he did, design and build commercial kitchens. Well, you don't have many restaurants come to Venice, want to open up and call up and say, who can I get to build my kitchen? Sure, right. But he was, he is such a staple here as a member, as a believer in our community, that he's the type of business that joins the chamber to support the rest of the community, the business community, because the likelihood of us giving his name out to somebody is really zero. Right. So that's the different makeup of what different folks you might have join a chamber. Mm. Well, well, so you said there were a total of three businesses that you started. Yes. Sorry. I lost track. That's okay. It's so excited. I I have always loved this. Um, (laughs) So I had... Real, I started in um, with Modern Maids, and then I went into real estate. And um, from real estate, then I became a broker. So it was it was interesting because you know you become an agent, so then you're trying to push for yes. yourself as a person, as that individual um, contractor, to get people to buy and sell a house from you. When I became a broker, now I'm pushing for a company to use the agents that were in within the company that I'm right. um, the broker for. 
So those three companies are what, and then it's funny because after I was a broker, I went back to being an individual agent because that was during the bust and the, and the office closed. So I had to rebuild myself. So it can almost be like four times because then you come out and do that. And again, happily selling real estate and, and then the opportunity here through tragedy um, yeah. opened up and it's just been like, how can I not do it? It was funny. I had to tell my husband, I'm like, well, what do you think? He said, I know how much you love that organization. If I were to say to you, no, right. you know, you'd never, you'd never let me live it down and you wouldn't be happy. So right. you knew it would make me happy. What, what are some, because, you know, folks that have never been members of the chamber mm-hmm. may have some misconceptions, right? Because right now, it's, for example, I'm interviewing a lot of smaller organizations, of course, Florida is almost nothing but small organizations, it seems like. But of course, a lot of small organizations uh, are looking to get connected. And But if they've never been a member of a chamber, what are some misconceptions that they might have? And what would you say to those business owners? Well, some misconceptions too, they take chambers of commerce as a um, like a government-funded agency that they think we have to speak from a certain side, that that's not what they're interested in. Um, We're member funded. We're a membership organization. Um, A 501C7, right? A 501C6. C6, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we do have under our chamber, we do have a chamber foundation that we did start for education. Mm. And um, I'll share that exciting stuff later when it comes to what we're doing with the kids and how Great. we operate that. So, um, again, a chamber, the misconception, too, is that it's um, it's not a political organization. Believe me, it does get very heavy political. Um, but we have it's written. We do not choose a from one side, one party to another. Sure. We do not endorse sure. candidates. We, we stand on issues that are going to affect our businesses. Yep. And when we have our businesses share with us, hey, this is coming up. Um, I need you to champion this. That's when we can really, we can make a difference. Um, I guess the um, other difference or some of the things, the misconceptions, um, I guess I would stick with that in some might not feel they're not sure what they can get out of a chamber. Well, well, that's and that, of course, that is another thing I wanted to get into was if someone they're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to join, I'm going to spend X amount of an investment, right? I'm going to invest X amount into the chamber for the membership. What am I going to get out of it? Well, I'll just share my experience. There are some businesses they think if they do join the chamber, then all this business is going to come to them. And that's not the case. It's like any group that you are a member of. It is how you contribute, is -hmm. the time that you put in, the tenure that you put in, and really developing those relationships. But but talk about from your perspective of the businesses, organizations you have seen that, you know, they've just really maximized that membership. And then those that don't. Mm-hmm. Again, it's what you want out of it. I told you the, the CJ situation. 
you yes. know, as many we last month alone, we we hashtagged one over one thousand was ten thirty members that we gave their name out because people called in or people walked in and they were asking questions. I need a business that does this. That's, now, that's great. more than the members we have. But did we sure. give every single member? No. Then you have the member that might be the CEO. We have a, what we call our CEO roundtable. They get involved differently. They're getting involved more for development for themselves, for their staff. It might be any of the education programs that we put on. Um, and then we have the next side that is more for the networking. So we started a leads exchange group. We have 54 members in that leads exchange group. There's three different tables that those folks sit at. And that's more for the salespeople because they become a group that gets to know each other and refer each other. We had one, one business just a month ago because we do track how much are you doing in business? How is this really helping your business? Um, $392,160 sale. Okay. Well, that's good. That's pretty doggone good. That's pretty doggone good. Yeah. An average of a $325 a year investment of being a chamber member. That right. business just paid for a hundred years of chamber membership. Right. <laughs> so it depends on the the involvement you want. What you what you want for the result of your chamber membership. From the moment you sign up, where your name goes, whether it's on our website, whether it's in our book, um, however you want to align. If you want to align as a partner with us, that it's it could be an extension of your marketing. We have some partners that, would, uh, that are with us. We have partnerships that range from $1,000 to $10,000 that right. for our year that are above and beyond your membership that we will, we will put your name out there. We will have your name on everything we do from our website to our email blast to our staff's email that goes out that your name could be on at a certain level this is how you'll be seen and some folks we never see and some folks we see at a, at a weekly meeting or at least every month right coming out to to work that membership right so you really really what you're talking about is what you know, what level of engagement does a member want and i'm sure the events that you put together are of course crucial to helping folks uh, in that great in, in that engagement, let's talk about some of the events that you do put on. Um, some of the different, and I'm I'm on your website here. Um, you have, of course, you have your, your annual golf tournament. You have annual meeting. You have business celebrations, uh, business showcases. What what are what are some of your most favorite events? So the exciting one coming up. You mentioned golf. Yay. 25, <laughs> our 25th anniversary of our annual golf tournament. We take over the Plantation Golf and Country Club, both 18 whole courses, because we bring 200 plus players to play golf that day. That's right. a wonderful thing to be part of. Uh, that's fun. You know, that's really, really fun. If you want to come and, and meet other folks, you come to our coffee connection. You come out on whatever day of the month, we go with whoever wants to host it. You come out, have a coffee, cup of coffee. You get to know 50 other people and that one's free. Um, we do call them business celebrations now. You, thank you for bringing that up because what, you know, the mission of a, the definition of a chamber 
is to promote and protect business. So protecting is when we get into the public policy, when we get into what's going on in Tallahassee, but the promotion is getting their name out there. So our business celebrations, when we have a ribbon cutting for someone who's just opening or someone celebrating their anniversary, we do Mm. call it a celebration and we'll come out, we'll cut a ribbon, we'll have fun. Um, and, we and then you promote that on your website and, and all your social. We do. We yep. do. And it That's works great. for any of those members who want to then really go meet the owner. Because normally at a business celebration, you're going to have the decision makers at that celebration. So yep. that's an opportunity to meet them That because they might not be at the coffee. They might not be at the business connection that we have from four to six. Um, that's when you would meet them. So those we like to do to promote the businesses. We have, we take care of the women and we take care of the men. We have what a program we call wise guys. You know, I saw that and, and, yeah. and I got a kick out of that because now I'm a father of three daughters, mm-hmm. my wife, of course. So I've, I've been around a lot of estrogen for many of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's, a, of course, there's a movement, of course, of empowering women and whatnot. But I said, here's a guy here is something where they're promoting guys. What is wise guys? Well, wise guys, it's why guys should, and it depends on the topics we have. Yeah. So we had why guys should be take care of themselves, why they should have an exit strategy for their business. We had a business mm. broker for it. Cool. Why guys should take care of themselves. This is our third one. We've had three different doctors talking anywhere from um colonoscopies <laughs> to to just really everyday health and let me tell you right, there's right. only guys in the room and um except for myself the two team members and the host who owns the pub that yep. caters the food and we stay in the back we're quiet but when you have a powerpoint on a very sensitive subject and you have 35 <laughs> men staring at this they're so engaged it's very um yes they'll get they'll get a little um crazy and funny yeah of course a sure bunch of guys but i can only imagine came away with yeah you know even then making an appointment um, going ahead and making that last will and testament knowing there were things that they had to get through um that it was just it was just the perfect setting for it. Sure, and You're depending happy. upon your age, we all we guys have known somebody's had some real problems in that mm-hmm. area. So it just kind of gets you thinking because yeah. you can just charge ahead in your business and not think to take care of yourself. So exactly. I kind of I kind of raised my hand though, but I do not want to talk about colonoscopies for the rest <laughs> of this interview. <laughs> but the strategy that was good. But <laughs> points brought up that you know you're, if you're not planning ahead on how you leave your business. You're not going to have a sure. scalable business the day you want it. Yeah, so- it's interesting. It's funny. I I do have a friend. He's uh, has an internet based business, and he is he and his wife are both in their sixties. They have no children, and so they are going through that very scenario right now. Is what are we going to do with the business? Yes. So and, and apparently, they, you know, I, maybe they'll sell it. I don't know. I, I know in Japan, which are not. Um, having any children, uh, some of these folks, the, the third, fourth, fifth generations, they are they are adopting children that are in their fifties and sixties, and because mom and dad are in their eighties and nineties, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if that's a that's a deal or whatnot. But yeah. Anyways, well, I I can understand why I can understand why that would cause uh, men to think about, hey, I got to get my legal work together. 
Exactly. And I mean, you really can't sell a business tomorrow unless it's a yeah. fire sale. You'll never sure. get out of it what you put in it. Um, and if you're the, if you're what it takes to run that business, you're not going to sell it either. So it was really an eye opener for, for folks. Oh, cool. Um, well, this, one of the things we were talking about right before uh, we hit record was some of the leadership collaborations. Again, we've talked a lot about business and you all are collaborating with some non-business entities out there like the high school and some nonprofits. Tell our listeners about what that is. So the, our high school collaboration, I'm so excited about this year. We did, through our leadership program, we do have a leadership program and for adults, and we decided to go for the teens. So that was getting involved in the high school and saying, we want your sophomores and juniors to participate in a leadership program. And a leadership program is not, you know, we're going to teach you how to be a leader, how to stand up here and run something or how to speak properly. No, Le the leadership program was started because a group of folks in Atlanta went to Paris because there was this wonderful community they wanted to kind of um, copy and say, yes. how can we make our town better like this? So they went there, they found out all this information. Unfortunately, the this is horrible. The plane crashes on the way home. So oh, Atlanta is now down 120 of their biggest movers and shakers from their mayor to, you know, their chambers. So who knew what happened behind the scenes of all these different organizations? Oh my. The leadership was started in order to teach a community what makes up your community, whether it's your arts and culture, whether it's your health care, whether it's your government, what's your social services, what's happening in your community, and what we're going to show you that nutshell um, in each, each time we meet. And who better to teach the same thing to than our kids? Our mm. kids are busy in school. They're, they might be involved in sports, but when it comes down to learning about their community, there's no time. And then they're ready to get out of Dodge and never come back because they don't think there's anything at home for them. Couldn't agree more. I, I, and, I, and, and I was a casualty of that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I grew up in a small farming community just north of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Family goes way back there, whatnot, and I was really never plugged in to the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I love this area down here, so this is certainly home for me now. But I think that's wonderful what you guys are doing to really connect them at the root level of kind of showing them how the community works. Oh, that's and teen leadership is wonderful for that. We're about to have our first class graduate here um, in two weeks. I have the date. And um, but the second part that gets even more exciting with the collaboration with the high school, thanks to Dr. Danielle Tanaka coming in, we call it Real World Wednesday. It's going into the entrepreneurial class, the first three classes. Um, it, it's about just 85 kids, 85, 90 kids over three periods. And we've brought in our businesses anywhere from construction to, to real estate. To, it's so funny, um, technology. And I, I've been very fortunate to bring in some amazing people to talk cool. to kids, to tell them this is what real life and business is about. 
And through that, we've had kids be in touch with our business, the folks, the owners that have talked um, about a possibility of a future job. Cool. One thing with the Rotary Futures program, that's a fabulous program that gets millions of dollars in scholarships every year for our kids, helps our kids get those. But what about the kids that aren't going to college? So that's where the collaboration with the Chamber of showing them, here's what's here. And how can we get you right into the workforce? So I am so excited about that grassroots workforce. We had a, a job fair at the high school. The last day of the week, it was a Friday before their spring break. And the requirement to come to the job fair was the kids had to have a resume. They had to have a prepared right. resume. To super, work. super, super. So then we knew they were serious. So we had... 20-something businesses, not a lot of businesses, because one of the requirements were they had to be able to hire a 15, 16, and 17-year-old. Yep. There's not a lot of folks that could do that. But, I mean, we had such a range of businesses from, of course, McDonald's to Home Depot to some of our um, assisted living facilities, Village on the Isle, that our, our, our titanium partner, uh, um, Finns, Sharkies, and 138 kids came through in a four-hour period, and the day of, there were four kids hired on the spot. Yep. Since since then, there's been a dozen kids that have started work that I know of, and I have a follow-up that now we're a month out. That's great. I know of appointments that... um, Walmart had 50 kids on a list to come in and meet Publix. It, it good career paths. For sure. Kids. Yeah. Real organizations and, and big organizations. Yeah. That can be and local the future yeah. for them, depending on what they wanted to do. And some like babes plumbing who want to come, who were willing to do apprenticeships enough to spend the money for your certification for you to get in order to become a plumber. Well, well, you have, I mean, you've really touched upon a subject that kind of kind of triggers me a little bit because coming from a business background, I think in some areas of our economy that we've not done a, a good job of preparing our children to move into the workforce and whatnot. You mentioned, suppose you don't go off to college and somehow we have put it in every child's mind that they're supposed to do that. And yet we are seeing some of the technology companies in particular saying, we don't care whether you have a degree or not. So if you find that you want to work with your hands or you want you're just more um when it when it stay local and whatnot and you provide that platform, that is a different vehicle I think that we've been sorely missing. So I really commend you guys for reaching out and doing that. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It's funny, our technology companies, the two we had, we had um Lightspeed Voice that does um voice over internet. Yep. But the big thing there, it it still comes back to the basics, that customer service, how you talk to somebody, how you can communicate, how you keep notes. And if you can't look someone, well, they're on the phone, but even in an interview, if you can't look someone in the eye to talk to them. It comes through in the voice, yeah. It really does. It really does. So, Kathy, as we wind up here, I guess my question is, is if somebody is on the fence of whether they want to join the Venice chamber, what would you say to them and who would they contact to find out more? 
I would say absolutely do it. You can't afford not to. Just for less than a dollar a day of what your membership would cost. Yep. Just the exposure that we give as a chamber to promote your business and get it out there. You can't afford to not be engaged with your community involved, whether you're a supporter or you're you're deep into the leads group and meeting folks and getting your business cards out there. Andrea Arnold is our membership and sales director. She is okay. a, a wealth of information. And of course, you can always go to our website. And I always encourage folks to go to our website to check it out. It's venicechamber.com. It has a beautiful front page with our, we are the shark tooth capital of the world. So we have a <laughs> five foot replica of a megalodon shark's tooth. Out in I front see of it there. Chamber. It is. It's a picture placement area that who wouldn't want to take a photo in front of Yeah, that? of course. Of course. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, that's great. And your phone number is 941-488-2236. I encourage anybody who lives in the greater series, excuse me, the greater Venice area and who wants to take a look at the Venice Chamber, call that number, get on the website and give it a try because I, I'm a big, big believer in chambers. And if you're not connected, that means you're isolated and you're not going to be able to move forward as fast as you want to in your business. So Kathy, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and I hope to do it again. Thank you. I so appreciate it. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.